What's up, everybody? I want to rock right now. That's my little Snoop Dogg intro. I was in the mood for Snoop because I just recently saw him perform at that private concert. I saw him at that NFL thing, so I was in a Snoop frame of mind. What's up? I am here for episode number 18, and I am sitting with a guest that is on the Verzi Effect for the second time this year, this Podcast history, the one and only Joe Matarese. What's up, Joe? Thanks for being here again. It's a thrill, man. It's a thrill to be on your podcast again. Am I the first, second time guy? You, you are the first, second timer. That's incredible. And uh, I know, I know, you are the first. And I, I strategically made sure. Well, you live close enough. Hold on a second. I want to make sure this fucking is episode eighteen. Oh, yeah, I think it is. I'm pretty sure this is episode uh, 18. Um, we got a really good episode here. Uh, me and Joe got a lot of things that we're going to talk about. Uh, starting with where we both recently just performed, I was in beautiful, lovely Syracuse, New York at Wise Guys Comedy Club. And uh, I did have a good time up there. However, I will say that uh, a lot of crowds were packed with women, which was not bad. But one of those crowds that had a lot of women in it just had a fucking loud mouth, a couple of loud mouths, rude people. Um, there was no policing of the room, which we'll get into. But uh, it was annoying and a great weekend all at the same time. But I got some good work in. I want to thank everybody for the nice comments on Facebook, everybody who came out um, at Wise Guys. And uh, I will definitely be back there. And hopefully those fat fucking whales who just talked shit during my set at that one show uh, will not be there, or they will be there, and I'm going to go harder at them. Um, and Joe, I understand you were on the in the open waters there, uh, down in the down in the Caribbean, right? Royal Caribbean cruise. Oh yeah, I did uh, 16 shows in seven nights. Wow, wow, it was how, a lot. How did that go? When did you mentally tap out of the week? Show eight. <laughs> Literally, I, I would say right halfway through, I started to hit a wall. But then by the uh, the last night, I actually had my best show of the whole week because I was I think I was thrilled to be done. Done, right? Yeah, that happens sometimes. Like I, like I said, I had a really weird, different Saturday night. First show Saturday, fucking awesome. It was a packed wall to wall comedy crowd. They were with you for the bits. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. Okay, I brought my shut up and touch my dick T shirts. I only had twenty three <laughs> of them left. I brought them, sold out of them. Made how, it, made, how much you sell those shirts for? It depends. It depends. But uh, the minimum I'll sell them for is 15. Sometimes I sell them for 20. Would you be seen wearing a shut up and touch my dick t-shirt? Uh, <laughs> if you see somebody... Would you wear that you, like underneath a blazer? No, no. I wouldn't wear it. But you know what? The funny thing is it's in like really fancy, nice font that's like script in Old English. So it looks like it looks like this. It looks like this beautiful... It's Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah. It's like Shakespeare writing, and it's a shut up and touch my dick, paulverzi.com. So um, anyway, the shirt sold like crazy. Uh, I don't have any more of the shirt. Don't know if I'm going to reprint them, but I, I will definitely be back up there. Um, but I just had an annoying night where, you know, I'm going to get into this first, okay? I'm going to get into this first. I go on stage, and a minute in, a penis, a penis straw from a bachelorette party comes flying on the stage. A minute in. 
All right, so I'm already like, how ridiculous and unacceptable is that? So you know what? Being nice, I, I, uh, you know, I nipped it in the bud real quick. I said, listen, ma'am, I want to have a good time. I know you want to have a good time. If you start throwing shit on the stage, you're going to kick you out like you can't do that. I basically talked to her like she was like my son, you know, my parenting. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to talk to a fucking grown woman like that, you know. Did you offer her a jelly bean? <laughs> no, no. Joe, uh, Joe knows that uh, every time Joe and I speak on the phone, what do you hear, Joe? Every time I talk to Paul Verzi on the phone, <laughs> there's always a moment where I hear, he'll just stop talking in the middle of what we're saying and go, hey, uh, all right. You can have a jelly, if one jelly bean. You can have one, <laughs> one jelly bean. That's so true. I bribe my son with cookies and jelly beans all the time, but um, no. So that happens. Then I start talking about kids and stupid me. I ask a question to women. Ninety percent women in the crowd. I ask a question. Oh, so are, are girls harder? Are are boys harder? Just trying to feel out the crowd. And this lady in the back goes. Fuck that. Boys, I got a four-year-old. I got a seven-year-old. Fuck that. But she's just yelling like an animal. And I'm oh, like, ma'am. God, I've I'm had like, so many of those. I'm like, ma'am, you, yeah, you, do, you bring it out. like that, you know. But I don't know what it was. And I'm just going, ma'am, like, listen, I don't know how drunk you are. And she goes, I'm not drunk, but fuck the four-year-old. Fuck that seven-year-old. They're all bad. And I go, ma'am, if, you're, if this is you not drunk, Okay, <laughs> I feel bad for the dude that's with you right now when you do get drunk. Because if this is you sober, man, there's a problem. So we start going back and forth. Then I think she ends up leaving. And I get into it with this fat fucking lady in the back of the room too, another lady. She thought I was being like anti-woman. So she wasn't liking certain bits. She was talking during certain bits. Then I, I literally was on stage, Joe, and I looked around the room at one point, And it was like, the, like one of the only times in my career where it was just wasn't fun. Like, I felt like I was a fucking monkey on that stage for these people. I'm looking around. There's people talking here, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, it was almost like the equivalent of being like a, like a male stripper, but, like, this was like being judged on comedy. People were talking. It was a circus. Then I would do a joke that would kill and get a clap break, and I'm like, oh, cool, I got him. I got him. And then, and then it would just go back to that. And then the weird thing was some of the people that were talking afterwards were like, oh, that was amazing. You were great. Just a really weird, annoying set. And I thank God uh, I got to uh, finish Sunday on a good note. Great crowd, comedy crowd, doing new jokes. I'm really happy with how the new jokes are going. Talking about a lot of weaknesses, issues. Does anyone show up to this club on a Sunday night? It's one of the it's one of the really good nights. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like packed out. Yeah. How's that possible? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday at the club are great. And then like Thursday and Friday, like hit or miss. So it wasn't bad as far as numbers. Uh, it was actually pretty good as far as numbers. We're doing this podcast, by the way, um, Wednesday morning, extremely early at twelve thirty and. Matt Reese has given me that to, he's he's we hit we hit a wall. I'm mentally spent. If I say one funny thing in this next hour, we're in the red. <laughs> I, I, I'm not expecting to be funny. And, I'm expecting to be really horrendous. And we were we were just on with uh, Charlie Murphy on uh, Joe's podcast, and and it was uh, it was it was good, great yeah. stories. But it's been a long it's been a long night of of podcasts. Yeah. But um, you don't. We should probably never do podcasts back to back. But we are. We are. We're doing because we're, we're just, here. Because we have the shit set up. Right. Right. But we are not gonna. That means, folks. That doesn't mean that you are not gonna get an excellent Verzi effect. Yes. Uh, listen episode. In. It's gonna you be know, very You're gonna effect. get a good listen. As a matter of fact, sometimes when you're tired, some beautiful shit comes out. So, so <laughs> on on your. So you're telling me out of the sixteen ships, uh, out of the sixteen shows. Look how tired I am. Out of the sixteen ships you did. No, out of the 16 shows you did on the cruises, you didn't have one heckling, one one bad experience. I had one heckler the whole time, and that's in two times doing this cruise ship. 
Okay, so out of 1,600 this, people, 1,600 people plus. Yeah, there was one one, one redneck guy with a with like a do rag. Always a redneck. And he was really sunburned. And Always I just, a redneck. And he kept just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like making weird noises and yelling out. Yeah. But he never said you suck or boo. Now, first of all, that's, that's when ex- it gets ugly. Yeah, he was just loud. That's an expensive cruise. That was a cousin that probably never got to do something like that. They just brought him on the ship, and of course, he acted like the redneck cousin that they have. I called him. Uh, I said, "I'm giving you a nickname, and you're this. I hope this sticks with you the whole week to get you back." And I called him Cooter, <laughs> so I knew everywhere he was going that whole week, he was Cooter. And oh, that's that, great. That, that was his payback. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. You know how many times people probably called him that? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Now, another thing that was supposed to happen on this on this weekend, which really pissed me off, the rapture. All right? People were acting like the end of the world was coming because of this psychopath, this Harold Camping fucking guy that said 6 p.m. Saturday or whatever, 6 o'clock worldwide. I guess, I guess the timing, I didn't realize this. Are you all right? Yeah. Oh. I got a fucking pull muscle. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you're over there looking like you're fucking grabbing his leg. I mean, we're doing a podcast here. We're not fucking stretching. Um, no. So this guy says, you know, the end of the world. And I guess worldwide, six o'clock is like East Coast time is like ten thirty, eleven thirty, like something. So I guess earlier in the morning it was done. People didn't know that. Now here's my question, okay? Saying that the end of the world is coming on this day and time is not only completely reckless and dangerous. But it's so unacceptable that the media would allow that shit to get out. And people were really living their lives like that. Somebody told me that a dude brought a six-month-old puppy to be put down. A six-month-old dog to be put down. Because he's like, yeah, there's going to, you know, I don't want it to go through anything. And the guy was Jewish who ran it. So he goes, listen, he goes, I'm not going, like, I'll, I'll take the dog or whatever. If, like, the shit goes down, like, just basically made an excuse. But how, how ridiculous and unacceptable. Like, that dog must have been, like, fucking, are you serious? Looking at him on the way to the place, like, you know. Um, here's my thing. Don't you have to pay for consequences like that? Like, if it doesn't happen, which it didn't, how can you just say that? Like, he didn't put anything on the line. I'll retire. I'll die anyway. I'll kill my. I'll, I'm so convinced it's coming that if it doesn't come, I'll kill myself. Fucking pay, pay consequences for saying something that reckless. You can't just be like, oh, you know what? It didn't work. Who did he say it to? Like, how did it? How did it he get out? It, he said he's first of all, he's a Christian radio guy. He said it on the radio, but he also did this in 1994. Okay, this fucking Looney Tune said that in 1994 it was going to come. So then I guess in an interview he said recently, no, in 94 I was 80% sure. <laughs> this time I'm 110% sure Saturday the 21st we're done. Did they interview him after he was wrong? Okay, they, no, he like left. Like he's out. Like they can't find him. Like he's in hiding. All right. But here's the thing. People were drinking like animals the night of it. You know, you know dudes were using that to get laid all fucking weekend, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know guys were using that all weekend. Um, I just think the guy needs to die. Anyway, like put it on the line. Put your job on the line. I'm going to retire. And then I thought about this. He's 89 years old. Okay, this is his last hurrah at fame. You know, you know if he was a young guy, he wouldn't be saying it. This is like he just wants people, like one little last little push of his name of his 15 minutes, man. But it's it's cultish and it's really fucking just like I, I the media, what they want out there is fucking unacceptable to me. And that's not unacceptable. By the way, that's not unacceptable for the week. <laughs> Okay, that's not unacceptable for the week, but that was just something that else uh, was going on, um, you know, during the week. Now, how did people on the ship take it? Did anybody was anybody on the ship talking about it? That didn't even get mentioned. We were, we had strict rules. We weren't even allowed to. Well, 
not the we couldn't bring up the rapture we couldn't bring up uh bin laden we weren't allowed to mention that that was the only rule we had you weren't allowed to bring up bin laden on yeah the they ship. don't want to scare the shit out of people you know there's like what if a oh, right, bomb right, was yeah. on the ship 6500 people die no I didn't even know about the rapture. Never even heard about it. Was not, that, that, that's the one. Because well, you were on the ship. That's it, the one time I wouldn't. What did that news story break while we were out there? Or has that been sitting around for a while? I heard about it the week of, but I guess it was sitting out there. But like he came out and said it. Like I don't know. But uh, the fact that you didn't hear about it was probably because you were out to sea. Um, that would have been a good um, announcement from the from the uh, <laughs> from the crew. And the captain, one of his uh, noon announcements, that would have been good. Uh, <laughs> if if we are, if this is the end of the world, you, it will. We will. We, uh, if the know. end of the world doesn't come, the Lido deck is still having that buffet. <laughs> is the bingo still on? Like people be like, if uh, we die, are we still gonna do that bingo for a trip? <laughs> Listen, if there's an earthquake and we make it, are we going to uh, shuffleboard tonight, 10 o'clock <laughs> tournament? <laughs> That's the greatest thing. Dude. Being on a cruise ship is the shit, though, man, because I remember just being on there for leisure vacation. You know, I never performed on one. I was just there on vacations, and it's just nothing but eating, and time doesn't matter, and uh, yeah, it's just it's awesome, man. Did you shove your face or what with fucking chocolate cake at 2.30 in the morning? Uh, no, my thing was more uh, pizza, because a pizza oh, place- pizza. Was right ac- literally, you could almost touch the pub from the pizza place. Oh, so okay. I would just be like drinking beer and grabbing pizzas. The last night I had a Mexican pizza, which was a bad mistake. I had, <laughs> I had it. Oh, it was, was a bad. Oh, oh that's I don't want to do a shit joke, but there was just a lot of a lot of shit. Oof. Oh, it was bad. Gua- guacamole should never be on pizza <laughs> ever. <laughs> Had guacamole, had sour cream all over it too. I had Frank Pepe's while you were eating that shit. I had Frank Pepe's and Yonkers, greatest pizza I ever had in my life. I had, let's put it this way, I had clams and bacon on a fucking thin, crispy pie. It was, it was fucking epic. Did you feel fat? It was epic. No, and I didn't feel fat. I bet you and, and Chris split a whole pizza. Two. Two pizzas. Two pizzas. One How full, does two guys eat two pizzas? Dude, it's so flat. I didn't even feel like it's the equivalent. It's the pizza equivalent of sushi. It was delicious. My son loved it. He knew it. it was unbelievable. Like I didn't even feel that bloated, and I ate a ton of it. Do yourself a favor. If you live in Westchester County, or even if you don't, drive to Frank Pepe's in Yonkers, New York, on Central Avenue, and get their clam pizza with bacon and get a regular pizza. Joe Snort and Coke. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Snort and Coke on the Versey effect. You and I are going to have to go there. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go there soon, man. Just dine like gods. Le- oh, dine like gods at Frank Pepe's. Um, so I did something else while I was in. Um, I did something else, and we're gonna go right into movies right now, folks, because Matt Arise has got some movies he could talk about here on the podcast, and I was pleasantly surprised. On uh, I believe it was Friday afternoon, I went to see Thor in 3D. Now. People who know me well know I'm not big on this uh, superhero movies. And you only saw one movie when you were in Syracuse. When I was in Syracuse, I only saw one movie on the road. That's um, amazing. weren't you were weren't you bored? And wasn't it raining? It was raining a lot, but I slept in a lot because you know having a baby boy at home, you know, you don't get much sleep. So I just you stayed slept in. in and missed all movies. I just day. I slept in. I you know I slept in late. I ate like a really late lunch. Got to the club, you know, you know, and and, and I just chilled. But but this one day I went to the mall. And I had a choice between two movies. 
because I wasn't going to see Pirates of the Caribbean because I'm not into that shit. So uh, it was between Fast and the Furious 5 or Thor. Now, I'm not a big Spider-Man guy. I loved Batman Dark Knight. Thought it was great, but I'm not a big superhero guy. But Was there re- any famous people in Thor? Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins. Natalie Portman's in that movie? Anthony Hopkins is in the movie, and Anthony Hopkins absolutely killed it. Bad guy or playing, good guy? Oh, no, he played Odin, the father of Thor. Now, so was he like? Um, it was he was phenomenal. He was a king, dude. He was like the king of the planet. Who's the father of Superman? Oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, son. You of, gotta know that. Oh, dude, what the hell? I, I got it. Uh, wait, 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 shit. No, uh, the son of Brando played him. No, son of Jarrell, Jarrell, Jarrell. Yeah, I used All to right. do a bit about. So, I, no, so listen, this is Jadale. good. So, I wasn't. I didn't want to go, Joe. I didn't want to go into the. I didn't want to go into the thing, right? And I read the synopsis, and they were like, the synopsis of Thor, like the first fucking line was an arrogant superhero. Like Thor is like this rebellious, arrogant dude who like defies like authority. He's so like, like a cock. So I was like, that's like, no, he's just like one of these like, let's fucking take him down guy. And they're like, no, there's no reason. Fuck, let's just take him down because we can't. Like, And I was like, oh, dude, you don't see superheroes like that. Right. So then I was like, oh, then he loses his power. He gets exiled to Earth by his father. I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. Right, so I go. His dad takes his power away and sends him back. Yeah, so basically, without giving the movie away, Thor is arrogant. They they have a nemesis planet with these big giant people that I'm not going to get into, but really cool, and their powers are really cool. Okay, I'm telling you something right now. Go see Thor in 3D. It was awesome. So anyway, Thor was like, "Dad, we got to fucking take these people out." Right, like if it, like I'm going to break it down like Godfather. All right. So Thor, so Thor goes. We gotta take these people out. And the father's like, "There's no, you know, there's no reason. We'll 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 send a message, and that's it." So Thor defiantly transports to their planet, the enemy, and starts some fucking beef when he's not supposed to. So he comes back, and his father Odin is like, "Dude, what? No!" And just basically loses it on him, strips him of his power, and sends him a powerless mortal man to Earth with nothing. When he had this, like, he was the heir to the throne. The kingdom was his. But he's like, I've taught you nothing. And he sends him to fucking Earth. And, dude, I got to be honest, it was awesome. Uh, I loved it. I thought the way it came together was great. I thought the acting was great. So uh, Thor in 3D um, was definitely something that I would I would definitely go see. Um, and I also heard, I did not see it, but I will take my wife to see it. Everybody's saying, even the, the comedians, everybody's saying that Bridesmaids is hilarious, like like forty year old virgin and like all that stuff, like really really good, and uh, everyone's loving it. So I want to check that one out too. So what did you see? Now I know you saw you went on like a little movie binge here. Well, we're talking a few weeks ago. All right, I, I went and what? saw Water for Elephants. Oh yeah, and I gave you shit for it. Did we talk about that on your podcast? No, no. Water for Elephants. You gave me shit for that. Yeah, well, yeah, just because you were like, because you were like, you said you got emotional about the elephant or something. I don't know. I was maybe being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, man. Look, the, I, I, this, the Verzi effect viewers that always hear me talk shit about movies, and now I finally got some. So now we talked about Thor, and now you got the. Okay, so how was the elephant movie? I thought it was great. A lot of people, uh, you know, it's got mixed reviews, but I loved it. What What did you love about it? Um, I like I like movies about that time, about the depression. Okay, so this is, we're talking nineteen thirties. Yeah, I like movies about that time too because it's when you needed something. There's supposed you know, to be a Ken Burns documentary coming out, like a five-parter one of you know he does all those like five to eight-part, really long series on PBS. He's got one coming out. 
Okay. Uh, all about the depression, and I, I'll, I'll probably miss it, but I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the reasons I like the uh, Russell Crowe uh, boxing movie. What was that one oh, called? Oh, Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Cinderella. Was, I thought it was a very, uh, they, that was amazing the way they captured that time. Well, I, I, you know what? And I also thought another movie, Look at Us, Going at the Movies, 1930s, another movie, yeah. 1930s. I must sound like I'm sea on Biscuit. heroin right now. No, Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit, that was a good one. Sea Biscuit because he he was what the country needed. The country was the little guy. The country was in bad times. He was this little cult, and all these horses were bigger. And he just had heart, and he ran. And in the 1930s, they needed that. That's why Cinderella Man, the story was big. So that's a good period piece. That's good. Uh, was the acting good in it? Like what? Would, so let me ask you this: If if somebody's listening right now and they didn't know if they wanted to see that movie, what can you tell them? That's going to make them go. Well, that kid from Twilight's, like, phenomenal. Like, he's going to be, like, the next great actor, I predict. Uh, I thought he was really good in it. And Reese Witherspoon is always really good. She was great. And then the guy from Inglorious Bastards was, like, unbelievable as the hateable guy in it. He's, like, the villain in the Uh, the movie. And and he was like, did you see Inglorious Bastards? No, I didn't. But you you had told me off the air how much he he was was great in it. He was great in it. He was great in it. Uh, all right, good. So, so see the see uh, see Thor three D, and uh, is that movie um, what's it called? Water for Elephants. Yeah. Is that still in theaters? Yes. Okay. It's in your theater. I drove by it. Okay. Why so, do you go see movies right down the street all the time? Sometimes, but that's such an old school. The the Mount Kisco Theater is so old school. I love old like, theaters. Yeah, but it's like I mean, it looks like if you just put a couple of chairs in here and made my living room sticky. If I got a bigger <laughs> screen, it's a I, small. I like that. Um, do you? Um, all right, so yeah, we so we so go see Thor, Thor 3D and uh, Water for Elephants, which is one I didn't think that uh, we'd be talking about on the Verzi effect. But go ahead, and what is it? and you saw another one? No, uh, I saw a few movies. What else did I see? Uh, Jesus, I saw an anime, the animated one with the bird. Oh, Ringo. Or, Rio, I think it is. Rio, Rio. Was Ringo's it good? the other one. Rio, eh, no. All right, no. I thought it was there. Didn't even didn't you say your three year old boy was like, eh? <laughs> he liked it, but you know. Nothing. When you watch Toy Story three as many times as I did, like every animated movie usually just falls way under that because that just is phenomenal. And you right. realize how great it is when you see an average animated movie, which most of them are. That one just ki- kills it. The, the Toy Story movies. No, the Toy Story movies kills. By, kills it. It's, it's not just even close. So yeah. much better. Well, than you know what we're looking movie. forward to. You know, my son's you're birthday. God. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gotti. I know you're all excited <laughs> about Gotti. <laughs> no, I, I got some really good news about that, but. Uh, because my boy Alpac signed on to that. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, you told me. You yeah, told yeah. Me. I, Pacino. Alpac. And, uh, Are you the only one that calls him that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Alpac, uh, uh, Joe Pesci, and Travolta playing Gotti. So that should be good. How come it's not Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. So, no. My son is obsessed with cars, okay, to the point that it's ridiculous. And uh, his birthday theme, which you and your wife are coming to, we're looking forward to having you guys, Sunday, the the, the Lucas 2, Cars 2 yeah. theme. You told me how great the ba- the giveaway bags are going to be for the kids that they're like. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, like, like it's the like, Academy when, Awards. When I was a little kid, okay, and I went to a party, I got a little fucking plastic bag. You got one of those paddles with the rubber ball that broke 10 seconds later. You got like one baseball card and like a couple of pieces of gum. Like it was fucking terrible. Uh, my, my, my mom claims that my brother is great at baseball and that she knew it because he was really great at that paddle ball when he was little. <laughs> I swear to God, she thinks that she caused it, that she made him great. That is hilarious. Meanwhile, the, the paddle is like 
the, the huge thing and is this little rubber ball. Um, no, but June 24th, Cars 2 comes out, and we're going to take my son to the movies for the first time for that. Oh, he's and never it's going to blow his mind. No, it's going to be like ridiculous. You're going to try to so get I'm those looking, 3D glasses on his face I'm looking, and I'm looking. they'll fall <laughs> off and then he'll be looking at a blurry movie. No, no, we're going to not do the 3D. I mean, we just want to keep him in the seat for it, but he's really looking forward to it. So uh, I love the Disney Pixar movies. Cars was Cars was awesome. I heard James Gandolfini's doing uh, one of the voices of the Cars. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's like an Italian, there's like an Italian Formula One racing car. I was just kidding, but oh, there, oh, I thought you were serious. What, what if I'm right? Because there's an that would be hilarious. Because there's an Italian, like one of the main new characters is an Italian Formula One car, like those race hey, Lightning cars. Lightning McQueen, you fucking Lightning McQueen. <laughs> I got you, Lightning. Fucking red cars, fucking fags. <laughs> Look at him with his fucking thunderbolt on the side. Oh, that's great! I just threw that uh, in for you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, one of the best, mo- best Gandolfinis I've seen. <laughs> one of the best Tony Sopranos. Um, all right, so there you have it. Uh, elephant water for elephants and Thor 3D. Uh, you got the Verzi Matteris approval for both movies. If you see them and you don't like them, uh, email me. Let me know uh, why. Uh, why? But I, I think uh, you should be good with those. So that'll do it for the movies. Um, and now we will move in to one of my favorite segments. Of the Verzi Effect podcast, and one of Joe's not favorite parts is sports. But uh, this one I'm going to keep. This one I'm going to keep quick because we just got the uh, NBA playoffs, which I have been watching religiously. I have been loving putting the games on and watching it. And what can I say? Two words: Dirk Nowitzki is absolutely shitting on them. That is all uh, I can say. I thought you were going to use the Paul Verzi word. What? A beast. He is a... No, beast is like... This is... Beast... He's beyond beast? Yeah, he's beyond beast. Jeff Van Gundy's words, he goes, what we're watching right now is legendary. It was unbelievable. I've never seen a seven-foot guy contort his body in the air the way he's doing it. Everything is going in. And the loss that the Oklahoma City Thunder took last night was as devastating a loss as any young team can ever handle. Winning the game the whole way through. And at one point, with five minutes left in the fourth, the Oklahoma City Thunder were up 15 with five minutes left in the fourth, and the Mavs come back and win in overtime, and Nowitzki went off. Watch highlights of that. This is one of the best performances and, and playoff runs I've seen a guy do. And unfortunately, people, you Heat haters, you LeBron haters, what can I say? The Miami Heat took a commanding 3-1 to series lead tonight, winning their second uh, game in Miami and third game in a row in the series to now take it back to Chicago, three games to one, and it looks like we are going to have a rematch of the 2006 NBA Finals with the Dallas Mavericks versus the Miami Heat. And uh, listen, if you're like me, you are rooting for... Joe, are you one of these LeBron haters? Are you rooting for, for him to not get a ring because of his big uh, decision, or you could care less? Nah, I could care less, but I, there's a little bit of me that would you know like to see him not win. Yeah, yeah, just uh, because here's what's gonna happen: if the Heat win a championship, is he gonna really hoist it up and go to that parade with pride? Is he really gonna fucking go? Oh, and cry with all those fucking stars on the team? You know, uh, it's just uh, what are what are you gonna do? And the Yankees. And here's one thing I want to say about baseball. Okay, I want to get on baseball. You know, it looks like it's going to be the Heat and Mavs with basketball. Hopefully not. Hopefully the series can get back and be good. But uh, I just I want to finish up the sports segment here on um, baseball because football is still unacceptable with this fucking bullshit lockout going on. 
Baseball is so early right now that the Yankees literally had 12 bad days and they were talking shit like, you know, oh my God, what's going on? Heads are going to roll. Heads are going to roll. And it's like, the game, there's a hundred and... There's 110 games left. Like, what do you mean heads are going to roll? You can have two good weeks and be back in it, you know? And it, it, at the end of the day, it's like your team. You're a Phillies fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, you guys, the real respectful fans down there, you guys are. Um, no, but the Phillies, you guys are, look, Joe's too tired to even fight back. He's got nothing. He's This guy is on such empty. All I got is that Chase Utley's back on the team. He came back on Monday. He was on the DL for a really no, but, long time. No, but what I'm saying is your pitching is so good. You guys are going to be there. And if you guys have a bad two weeks, it's amazing how yeah. the media is like, is it over? Are they done? And it's just, it's. They ki- did have a bad week. Not a bad two weeks. I would say, I would say bad week. Yeah. They lost a lot of games this yeah. past week. Well, you know what? Still the- in first place, though. Yeah, the Yankees, you know, the Yankees beat the Mets in the Subway Series. And by the way, the Subway Series is so dead. Anybody who's like really excited about that, the Subway Series is dead. It was dead years ago and it's just silly now. Flor- Florentine had a funny tweet about that. And what is he saying? Say? Does anyone care about yeah. the Tigers against the uh <laughs> I forget who it was. The ti- uh, against the Marlins maybe? It's 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 like I don't know, the in- the whole interleague play or whatever, but like the Mets and Yankees rivalry is dead. Nobody gets excited anymore. And uh, we need to just chill out with baseball because you should have saw the panic mode I was hearing. They're done. They're done. And then now it's like, oh, they're back. They're pretty good. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know. Uh, so that's going to be sports. Basically, let's just, if you're a fan of, of uh, you know, seeing the little guy, let's uh, let's see if, if Chicago and uh, they, they can pull something up. But it's not going to happen. The Heat are going. Something tells me LeBron James is going to be in a parade on South Beach, which is the worst place to ever have a parade for sports because they're just not real fans, and he's going to be hoisting up and he's going to be crying. He's going to be crying. That's what he's going to do. How old is he? He's 25 or 26, and he's going to be crying, saying, I waited my whole, I waited so long. No, you deserted your fucking state. Ah, I don't know. I'm just bitter because he didn't come to the Knicks. All right. Unacceptable for the week is. Do you close with unacceptable? No. No. What do you close with? Uh, I don't know. We'll, You're not going to tell we'll me? We'll figure out. It's a secret? We, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. You're going to get some sleep. I'm fine. That's hilarious. <laughs> I got My guest is like, yeah, you want to uh, wrap this up? So I could, He's literally... Well, here's a funny... Here's a funny Packing Joe, up the equipment as here's, you're here, talking. Here's a funny Joe Matarese, uh Oh, yeah. By the way, we got some... Uh, this is going to be like a really good sounding uh, Verzi effect show because uh, Matarese brought over his... His like sound system, his microphones. He's got like this whole new thing that like kind of drowns out any kind of back background noise. So uh, you guys are gonna hear the difference, and I think uh, hopefully I'm gonna keep using this or have to invest some of my own money. You put some echo on your hello, everybody. Body, body, body. You want some echo? <laughs> no, it's good. You sure I can put yeah. some echo no. on? <laughs> I'll ask, I'll let you know if I need the echo. Come on, man. Uh, unacceptable for the week is this. I was performing. Okay, and and everybody listening to this, you can make a difference with this. I was performing in Syracuse, like I told you. Uh, my guest here, Joe Matarese, is 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 notorious for having issues with comedy uh, crowds. Here's the deal: if you are in a comedy club and you don't police the room, you are asking for not only a bad experience for for you know your patrons but a bad experience for the comedian who's not going to want to come back to your club. And if you see somebody talking, at least tell, tell them once, 
no more talking. Then you tell them twice, one more time you're out. Give them the rule. I was on stage, and this fucking place was not policing anything, and it took about three quarters of my set for finally somebody to shut up. The room was a zoo, and I just want to say, if you're out there, in a, and that's unacceptable, so if you're out there in a comedy crowd and the table, in front, and I even asked the table, I said, are the people talking behind you bothering you and ruining your show? And they nodded their head and they said, yeah, kind of. That's unacceptable. So if you're at a comedy show, tell your waiter, the people are talking, please tell them to shut up, and do not go to a comedy show to talk. I know I did unacceptable about that, but this is actually about the workers, the employees. If you are fucking working at a comedy club, do all you can because it makes the people around you have a better time. It's fucking unacceptable. Shut up, and if you're too stupid to get the joke, don't go to comedy clubs, you fucking moron. Because what I should have said to this fucking fat bitch was, I should have said to her, listen, why don't you and that fucking bed sheet you call a dress walk out of here, okay, you fat mess. You don't deserve to laugh because you don't deserve the pleasure. I could have fucking done that. And the reason why I didn't do it is because the room was 95% women, and I didn't want to start shitting on a woman and have the crowd go against me. But it really pissed me off, so... It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Perfect. Oh, that was perfect. That's it. That's unacceptable. And it seems like you have a lot of aggr- negative aggression towards women. No, I don't. <laughs> no, but I have a negative aggression towards her because she was not listening to the joke. And you didn't say the C word. No, and I'm glad it I never didn't. came out. And I'm glad I didn't because afterwards the owner told me, he goes, yeah, I don't use a lot of comedians that are blue. And then he was like, one guy was on stage, and he actually said the C word. And he goes, I almost hooked him right off stage and kicked him out of my club. Really? What so, like, you can't- Who's this asshole? But uh, <laughs> no, but I, apparently this club should be called cunts. The way that guy runs the club, <laughs> fucking asshole. I Who just, the hell is this guy? I just uh, you don't want to say th- his th- name. No, I'll tell you later. You know, I'll tell you. It was all it was all good. I mean, he he made a good point though. He said his sixteen year old daughter is in the room a lot. So you know, but whatever. We'll, we'll talk about I'll that later. Tell her not. But but what does she work there? I, I don't I don't even know. All I know is that I'm glad I didn't say that because if I said that, something would have been you know been a problem. But I will say this: I was on stage and I said something. And one of the things I said was stupid girl or stupid woman. But it was about a real stupid girl. And I heard the girl in the back, stupid girl. So it's like she wasn't getting it. She wasn't getting the joke. And it was just so frustrating uh, to deal with that. Charlie Murphy and I should go do a show there together. So would you proud? <laughs> um, Charlie Murphy's hilarious. But... Um, no, so that's unacceptable for the week. So go say something to your waiter. Say, I didn't pay $15, $20, whatever the ticket is, to come here, have to buy two drinks, and listen to these fucking belligerent whores or whoever it is talking. Or if it's a dude, it's a dude. If it's a woman, it's a woman. Just tell them to stop. It's unacceptable. My favorite thing is when the audience actually slams the person. That's the best. Or the best is when a comedian goes, are you guys having a good time? Am I being funny? Is this person just being an asshole? And they all clap. I like, don't, I like it better when on their own... They Someone sh- stands up and goes, can you shut the fuck up? Yeah, yeah. That is one of my, I feel like yeah. that might be one of my favorite things <laughs> to happen in life. That's like better than hitting on a, on a, on a, uh, <laughs> I can't, so late I can't I make words. I know what you're saying. On a uh, slot machine, you know, when you hit, yeah. boom, and all the money starts coming. I really like when. I buried it. Shut the fuck up. I love it. Here's Matt Reese. Me and Matt Reese were playing golf and he, we were playing golf in California. And he hits a ball, and he and he hits a ball really well. And as soon, I swear to God, not even a second after the club hits the ball, the ball he's hitting it great. He goes, "I buried it," and he just looked at it the way like you'd look at it, like a home run, like a batter would look at a home run and admire it. That was hilarious. Um, all right, so that's unacceptable for the week. And um, I wanted to make an announcement on my podcast that I said I was going to make an announcement, and um, 
the announcement basically is that um, I am the newest client of cringe humor. I just signed, uh, they just signed me, and I'm very happy and, and humbled about it. I made an announcement, or I said that I was going to make an announcement about this, but um, I've had a couple of managers in the business, uh, and uh, you know, me and Joe have talked about this before, but anytime you can have a manager that you personally have a good relationship with and they have your best interest really, really, your best interest. Like, of course, they want to move forward and they want to do things, but they have your best interest on their mind and they want to move with you and believe in you and know what your strengths are. Um, cringe humor started by, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, Patrick Milligan years ago. They put together great shows with respected, honest comedians, uh, Chris Italia, Dave Kimowitz. And uh, after some meetings and some shows and some talking, I have uh, been added on to their roster, and I'm excited, I'm humbled, I'm thrilled, I'm ready to get to work, get some things done, so um, that's it, what can I say, I just signed a contract with them, and I'm, I'm, I'm the newest member of Cringe, so put your CH up, put your CHs up, because I'm representing Cringe Humor right now, they also got a, uh, a piece on me that we did down in the city that's online, that you can see that, and um, Keep checking the uh, Verzi Effect podcast, and there'll probably be announcements on cringehumor.com. But uh, check them out. Uh, read up on them. I'm happy those guys are going to be my managers. And uh, what can I say? My manager's name is Chris Italia and uh, Dave Kimowitz. I'm, I'm excited about it. So uh, that's it, man. You're half Jewish, half Italian. That's, <laughs> you can't go wrong. No, I mean, and, and, and not only that, my manager's hilarious because he's like me where he wants to eat the best food too like wherever we go like my ma- like my manager's a type where you could be like yeah you're in Kentucky alright dude there's a place <laughs> they got the best fucking coleslaw ever and like he'll really know these guys might die at 34 so you better but, get your shit no, going <laughs> no you know <laughs> these guys are putting weight on like they're fucking dude, going up you, a weight class yeah, in a wrestling you, you match know, you know what's hilarious about them though like I said to Chris the other day I go Chris man I go I just ate the best mac and cheese I ever had at the dinosaur barbecue and he goes no he goes, the best ones in the city. And I forgot the name of the hotel he told me it's at. And he said it's $60 a plate of mac and cheese. <sighs> Six zero. That's like spending a lot to eat ramen noodles. Like, yeah, but but I got to tell you, good mac and cheese if anybody, uh, you know, if anybody knows. Um, so that's pretty much it. We're going to. We're gonna... I can hear Chris Italia now calling you on the phone. Hey. Hey, Paul, it's Chris. <laughs> you always love doing it. Hey. Does he th- you gotta go to this place. They got the best peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. I mean, you skip it. They, they fucking chop up nuts you know, in the back room. You know what? It's I don't incredible. know. I don't. I haven't talked to Chris enough on the phone to know. That his, doesn't sound like him at all. It's oh. a terrible impression. I sound like Danny LaBelle. Hey, chill. It's Danny. Danny LaBelle. That's how he said. That's how the Chris Italia is. I can only do his face. He's like, hey, he's always squinting and laughing. <laughs> he's what the fuck? He's gr- oh my god! No, Chris Italia is so fucking hilarious that when I told you guys the story about the uh, the, the did I tell I told you the story about the Easter Bunny? Or I said I didn't like this Easter Bunny. Yeah, 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 it was hilarious. And Chris goes, "It's a fucking bunny." He goes, "You know what they do? They're scumbags. They go to people's farms and they steal the fucking cats. What do you expect them to do?" I go, "Chris, it's a human being in a fucking suit." Then the other time I was like, "Yeah, dude, my wife is." Uh, my wife is freaking out about the cats. She's just, he goes, let them out. Just let them go. I go, Chris, we had them for six years. He goes, do they got claws? I go, yeah. 
Let's just fucking let them go, man. They'll be fine. They'll climb up trees like they can fight. Trust me. Like they're meant to do that. <laughs> and like he had, he, it was so fucking hilarious because he really was like, let them just, what's the problem? Just yeah. they're, they're cats. He's a funny dude. Dude, he's really Have funny. Have you met his brother yet? No, I haven't oh, met his brother. Oh, God, you're going to love his brother. Yeah? His brother's great. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, it's not- like a, they're like twins. No, that's funny. But supposedly they're they're not like, I don't know. They're not they're like, like twins? No, that they think they're opposites and they don't like get along. And I'm like, what do you mean opposites? You're like the same guy. Like One guy's a beard, one guy doesn't, but the personality <laughs> seems the same. The face is the same. I'm I'm just you know what and everywhere I'm going man everybody is saying great things about cringe and I know that firsthand so I'm really excited to be working with them so um you know that's who you guys are going to be anybody want to you know deal with me is going to be dealing with them and I'm excited about it so um that was my announcement I'm with them and uh, as far as upcoming shows Joe is there anything that you would like to uh to plug uh let's see I'll be in New York City this weekend, Friday night, I will be at the Comic Strip in New York City. That is May 27th. May 28th, I will be at the Comic Strip and the Laugh Lounge in New York City. Come to either of those. Go to their websites. And I'll be on Chelsea Lately for my fifth time on June 15th. Check that out on E! And my website, JoeMatterese.com, has a Fixing Joe podcast. This week's episode had Charlie Murphy on it. Download that. And and Paul Verzi. And it was a good one, yes. so yeah, check that and out. You've been on the last three, I think. We had Anthony Jeselnik, and we also had Judah Freelander. So we've had uh, the last three. We're banging out these podcasts, Big man. Ones. Banging out the, yeah, banging out the podcast. Definitely check it out. We had a good time with that. The Charlie Murphy one this week is great. Uh, also see Joe, like you said, the Laugh Lounge and uh, the comic strip uh, this weekend in New York City. I uh, will be performing... This Saturday night, May the 28th, at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut, um, at the Cabaret Theater on Saturday. This will be my second appearance there. Had a good time there. It's a nice little room, so come out um, and uh, and see some good comedy. And then Sunday, I'm celebrating my beautiful baby boy's second birthday, uh, Cars 2-themed birthday party in uh, beautiful Ridgewood, New Jersey, at my mother-in-law's house. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Also, June 1st, I will be performing at Eastville Comedy Club in New York City. And then June uh, 9 through 11, that following weekend, I will be performing uh, at Wise Guys Comedy Club at their brand new showroom in Alexandria Bay, uh, which is about an hour and a half north of Syracuse. So I'm kind of taking out this upstate New York region uh, with my stand-up, busting out the new jokes, having a good time. So... uh, Listen to the Verzi Effect podcast every week on Wednesday, uh, or if it gets up on Thursday. Either way, we're taping them on Wednesday, and they'll either be up on Wednesday night or Thursday. And also listen to Fixing Joe uh, with Paul Verzi, and this week was um, uh, with Charlie Murphy. So it was a really good one. So check out those dates. Check out paulverzi.com. Thanks for listening. Go see Thor. Uh, go see Bridesmaids. Go see Water for Elephants. Uh, let's go Bulls, try to beat these son of a bitches, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. If somebody's talking in front of you at a comedy club, tap them on the shoulder and tell them to shut the fuck up. I am Paul Verzi, he is Joe Matarese, and until episode 19 next week, I am out. Thank you.